Well, it's time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good. Thank you. Tell me, what kind of an impact on the markets is that inflation announcement having? Yeah, well, in Canada, markets are down, but that's mostly because materials and energy are down, and energy is down, to, um, you know, uh, not just in Canada, but but everywhere. Uh, and so that's having an impact on our uh, index, the TSX. And so when we're looking at these inflation numbers, I mean, they came out again higher than expected. Uh, as you've been reporting this morning, you know, it's nearly a four-decade high, levels not seen since 1983. Uh, economists were expecting 7.4%, so it was above that as well. And of course, the biggest contributor uh, has been gas prices, up 48% in the past year. Um, and up 12% uh, from April to May alone. Uh, food prices also uh, a big contributor, up 9.7% over the past year. And a lot of this has to do with Russia's invasion of Ukraine uh, was a major factor in, in, in the recent uptick in, in the past few months. Um, and so again, that's not uh, ending anytime soon, it appears. And so the Bank of Canada is likely to remain aggressive and possibly get even more aggressive uh, with interest straight hikes uh, coming down the pipe. Okay, so prepare for that, I guess, in every, well, any way we can. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, is that uh, the next uh, meeting is July 13th, and they're expected to increase, uh, they were expected to increase by half a point. What we saw in the U.S. was three quarters of a point, so Bank of Canada could follow suit. Uh, again, that means that their key lending rate is going to increase and uh, we would see um, prime rates at the banks increase as well. And so remember, mortgage rates and uh, lines of credits and all of those things are based on that. And so as we see that increase, um, you know, people's payments could get um, could increase. And, and that's really the issue that we're looking at. But, you know, I was just on a, on a call on Monday with a Canaccord strategist. And, and really, it's, you know, there's a lot of weakening economic data that we're seeing, uh, especially out of the US already. So what they're doing, I think, is having an impact. I mean, uh, especially in, in the housing market in the US. And I think that we're, we're going to see that here. Uh, but it does take a few months for that to infiltrate into the economy, right? When they're raising rates, it's not like next month, all of a sudden you, you see the impact. So that they've been so aggressive uh, meeting after meeting. I think that, uh, you know, the next quarter to two quarters, we're going to see that impact. Uh, and then it will be interesting to see what happens from there, because you have some groups calling for a global recession uh, and you have others saying, you know, it's way too early to tell. And, uh, you know, we need to see what the data is and, and what the Fed's next moves are here, because often they overshoot uh, and may have to reverse course at some point, whether that would be this year or next year. And uh, no one will know. Uh, but again, it's really important to have a financial advisor, your team staying on top of this stuff, because, uh, man, the news is changing quickly and uh, and you got to make decisions based on that. It sure is changing quickly. I mean, how do you, and given the fact that we don't really know what to do because what we've done in the past might have been too harsh, does it really feel a bit like we're in no man's land here, Lori? Uh, I would say that every correction um, or bear market uh, kind of behaves the same, although the reasons will be different, right? And you can look at historical data to a certain extent, but you're right. I mean, like in the 80s, it was different than now. Um, debt is different today than it was back then. People have a lot more of it. Uh, so they have to be careful of you know how far and how fast they increase to get inflation under control. 
uh, because that could uh, cripple a lot of people who have a lot of debt out there and that could cause even even larger problems. But again, they have more more data than you and I will ever have and, and they don't want to create um, a recession. They don't want to create a hard landing. So again, let's, uh, let's look to the data and, and it, as it softens, this is a time semi where where bad news is good news in terms of data, right? Because the idea is that if things are slowing, they're going to stop being as aggressive. And remember, any pause in rate hikes uh, would be almost equivalent to them decreasing rates, right? It, it would really improve uh, the sentiment out there. Uh, markets would rally. So remember, the markets have priced in very quickly uh, a worst case scenario, and that can reverse very quickly too. And so again, there can be danger with being completely out of the market um, just during these times. So you always want to kind of uh, keep a keep a foot in the market and you have some cash on the sidelines still. Uh, but again, don't overly panic. Again, this too will change, right? And that is why the Fed is doing what they're doing. Could it get worse before it gets better? That's always possible. But again, you have until the end of the year, uh, you know, with data coming out and things changing. I think we're going to see a lot of changes between now and uh, the end of 2022 here. And how would you say that people are taking it right now? Like just from the people whose portfolios that you're managing, are, are people rolling with it? Are they, are they you know, when it comes yeah. to their portfolios? Yeah, I would say the the vast majority, majority are rolling with it for sure. I mean, many people have been with us 5, 10, 15 plus years, right? So we've been through through a lot worse, uh, the pandemic crash, uh, 2008, stuff like that. Uh, you know, where I think some people have more difficulties when, you know, say if they were GIC investors and now they're investing in the market and they're experiencing their first downturn. Um, you know, no matter how active you are in raising cash, um, most of the most of the sectors are down this year, right? And so, again, you have to navigate that. And I keep on saying it's for now; it's not forever. And uh, and you want to be there to get back into the market uh, with the cash that you have on the sidelines, because. You know, I've I've had people call me just from, you know, some of our listeners that, you know, sold out in 2008, never got back into the market after or sold out during the pandemic, never got back into that rally after. So, again, you want to leave it up to a financial team, your financial advisor, you want them to be flexible, you want to, them to be actively managing the market. It's better that they are than you are, because again, it, it can be very emotional. But just remember that even though this is six months of a downturn, if you have a 10, 20, uh, plus year time horizon. This is six months, maybe nine months, maybe a year of that time horizon. And remember, markets 85% of the time they're moving higher uh, rather than going lower. So you you kind of got to put up with it a little bit, although it's unpleasant and uncomfortable. Uh, but again, you just want to be making changes to make sure your portfolio is right for the current environment. Okay. So then if you're trying to figure that out, you're saying, you know, don't get completely out of the market. How do you figure out if the financial advisor, like the person that you're giving your money to or putting your money with is the right fit? Yeah, well, I mean, the, one is there's uh, the experience. I mean, there's a lot of different advisors out there. Everyone kind of runs their own business. So one advisor, you know, a firm may be totally different than the next advisor at the same firm, uh, which a lot of people don't realize that. Uh, some people are licensed as investment advisors or, or financial advisors alone. And that means that they have to call everyone to uh, usually make a change in their portfolio. Um, portfolio managers have uh, discretion over making changes, um, making those day-to-day changes in portfolios. So that's that's a key difference. And it's what you want, right? And, uh, some people like to be more involved. Some people don't want to be more involved. Um, so it's really, again, that fit for you. I would say uh, performance and strategy is also important. Um, you want to make sure that your advisor is making changes in this environment. And, you know, I mean, there's that 
that saying, you know, you're in it for the long term. Yeah, you are, but you can still try to reduce the impact of what's happening out there, which is why we raise cash, reduce bonds. I uh, got in recessionary type stocks months ago. Um, you know, and, and, and again, just because the market is down is that's not an excuse to do nothing, I would say. And there's more and more financial advisors out there charging fees and, and really have that serious buy and hold approach and really haven't made any changes. And this is, I can see this because when people are calling us from the radio or from wherever, and they're sending us their statements, I can see that there's been no changes. Uh, you know, one, one portfolio I was looking at is 0.5% in cash. Well, okay, well maybe you should have a little more during these times, right? Um, and then service and communication is a big one. I mean, when the markets are as turbulent as they are, you don't have the time to speak to every client, uh, you know, at length. Um, although we continue with reviews when people do need those conversations, we are definitely communicating with them. But in order to reach everybody, um, we do conference calls. Um, and we obviously do the radio and, and things like that to keep people updated. So you just want to make sure your advisor is updating you via email right. or any anything like that. And so you always want to make sure your advisor is a good fit for you, All first right. and foremost. That's right. First and foremost. Thank you for that, Lori. Thanks so much, Simi. Have a great day.